Hi, everyone, and welcome to another show of Life Gone Real. If you are listening to me, hit that subscribe button on the wonderful podcast. If it's Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and um, also Spotify. If you're watching me on YouTube, subscribe so you get every new video that I am doing. I'm going to honestly be doing more videos in the future. So that's exciting. And I hope you guys are excited about that too. So I have a wonderful guest here. I'm so glad she's here. Um, her bio, she's great. I love her. Her name is Linda Stacy. She's an entrepreneur, mom, wife, cat lady, and I love this one, your wife's favorite personal trainer because she is in the fitness industry and we will get to that because she kicks my ass every time. She is an ever-evolving spiritual mama trying to change the world, which I love, from rehab to now an entrepreneur running multiple businesses. She knows anything is possible. She's been a personal trainer for six years. And now at Legree, she's been training for four. We will talk about Legree, definitely, because she has trained me two days in a row, and I can't feel my ass. Her booty has <laughs> risen. It is on the back of her neck. That's where we want it. <laughs> Love that. Honestly, my ass is so sore right now, and it's, it's, it's all a good thing, but I'm like, wow. And honestly, no, it's amazing. And I don't have, for the people who do... Um, yes, my, my butt has definitely, no, I've noticed a huge difference. Uh -huh. It is lifted and there's no butt fillers. I don't no, have butt no, fillers. No. If you have butt fillers, well then great, All whatever. Good for you, but we will make it happen naturally, <laughs> naturally. I have no butt fillers and I can tell a huge difference. Even in my mm -hmm. jeans, I put my jeans on and I was like, yes. Wow. Okay. Like your waistline is shrinking, but your booty is growing. And that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants a you butt. Know? And we're messing with those hamstrings, which is what helps lift those booties. Yeah. It's, it's all, you know, it's all magic. It's, it's hard. <laughs> it is hard. And I guys, don't know how you did two days in a row, though. Doing, having, Ooh. working with you, like working out two days in a row is really, really it's hard. hard. It's hard. And I brought a <laughs> I brought a friend yesterday. I'm sorry. If you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> and she was dying. And honestly, the first time I did Legree, I, I was dying. I was rolling off that reformer. I hated it the first time I ever did. And I always tell people this story because I remember it was from a Groupon. Like, that's how I stumbled oh. into Legree. And I didn't even know it was Legree because they promoted it as Pilates. Okay. So I rolled in there. And let me tell you in advance, I know I'm a personal trainer, but I hate working out. <laughs> like I can't stand it, but I've also come to realize that I have all this energy built up and movement is my outlet. Some people yeah. have painting, which I do sometimes, but moving is my outlet, whether it's dancing, working out, I have to do it. Yeah. Um, or the, otherwise I'm like this cage lion and it's like, you know, you can just feel it being pent up. Okay. But, um, I stumbled into this class and absolutely walked out <laughs> of there so going, funny. I will never, ever go back. You're like, nope. 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 And I just had my kid, my second kid, probably seven months before. So I just felt like you have no abdominal oh. strength. You have nothing. And then the girls next to me are just like planking on one finger and a toe. You know, it's like, they're so strong. They've been doing it wow. forever. And, but then I was like I a cheap imagine. ass and I was like, I bought a group on for two weeks. I'm going back. I'm uh -huh. going to get my money. You're going to get your money's worth. <laughs> totally. And so two weeks in, I remember driving on the freeway, the 101, I still remember the moment. And I was like, holy shit, I have abs. Oh. I could feel it start to come, and I was just like, all right, I'm sticking to it. And what is it, seven, eight years later, I've got That's three gyms of Legree, and I'm hooked. I love that. I preach it. I love that. How how old was your second, though, when you started? Oh, she was a baby. She was a seven baby. months. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, I would get up at, the only location was one in Studio City. There was nothing out here by us. And I would get up, and I still remember my first trainer, Lacey, and she was so gentle and patient with me. Uh-huh. And I would get up at, um, I think, 5 a.m. The whole house was asleep. Yeah. Two I, little babies passed out. Yeah. Husband passed out. And I would get up, go work out. By the time I was done with class, class started at 5.45. I'd come home and everyone was still sleeping. I, rem I remember I doing that. I remember doing that when they were babies. Because mm -hmm. that was the only time you could really like yep. work out. And that's hard. That is hardcore. But it was dedication. Like, I wanted... I wanted a, like some sort of, I didn't even know what goal I had in mind. I just wanted to do something for myself because, you know, when you have, I had a two-year-old and a seven-month-old, oh your whole God. life is diapers, 
puke. Oh my gosh. Food. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it yeah was, you had them close. It, well, I told well, you. I not told, on purpose. But not, oh, it was not. Just don't go to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> because you will come back with a souvenir a couple times. <laughs> so it doesn't so, stay. No. It's not no, true. No, no, what no. happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. No. No. Sometimes. I have two souvenirs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love yes. that. No, I told you yesterday, I was like, if I have a sec, well, not a second, but a third, I have two children. But yes, mm-hmm. if I wind up having another baby, we're going to put that out there. Who knows? I'm, <laughs> the I, universe. I never, pass. but I never know because I'm never going to say never. And that right. could be a possibility. Girl, knows, I'm living my entire life of nevers <laughs> right now. Right now. Mm-hmm. That's why I stopped saying it because mm-hmm. every time, guys, I don't know if you guys are doing that, but every time I have said never... It has come to bite me. We were saying totally. on the phone, we'll never be billionaires, right? This It'll is true. Never we'll happen. never, it will never happen. <laughs> Let's do it. I'll never have that. I'll never, yes. That's what I'm never doing. doing it. I'm never doing it. <laughs> Love that. So, okay. So tell me how, um, obviously she's, she's, um, you doing Legree and you teach and how did all that like begin and start and just kind of share a little bit your story. Um, well, I was a personal trainer at, um, a regular gym and, you know, kind of did, regular workouts with people, but it was mm-hmm. never fulfilling. Like my thing is I always wanted to help people. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do I help people this way? So I would do, I used to do event planning and building parties and stuff. And then I realized, and then I did interior design. Okay. And I would love the the fulfillment of surprising people, like building a space for them and they'd come home, come yeah. and surprise or yeah. walking into a birthday party. And it was that moment, but it wasn't enough for me. And so then I got into personal training and I did Legree for my own workout, so my own supplement. And um, I would try to bring those moves to the regular gym. Like, I'd bring, like, plastic plates and try to make them move all slow. Oh, and a bear, yeah, it just, yeah. it wasn't the same. Um, so I continued to do my workout at Legree, and I had this one trainer, and he came, and it was like watching, like, your first rock star show. Like, he brought the energy, he brought yeah. the music, he brought fixing my form, and I was like, this is it. Yeah. I've got to do this. I've got to open my business. And then there was also other things going on in my personal life where I did this, uh, like self-help seminar. Okay. And it literally rushed through all my childhood traumas because we don't go for a business. We don't buy a home. We don't do a relationship because we're not good enough. Mm. We might fail. Right. And that always stopped me. And so when I did this seminar and I was still doing Legree, I was like, this is it. Cause they taught us like you're your passion plus helping people is your calling. Mm. It's your purpose. Yeah. And I'm like, I totally believe in Legree and that whole workout. And I love helping people. This is it. So when I took this guy, this trainer's class, and he showed me what it could be, Mm -hmm. I was blown away. And that was it. So a combination with being accountable with my own bullshit. Yeah. And then, you know, taking these classes with this coach, I was like, this is done. So I came with this idea to Tim, my husband, and I'm like, we got to do this together. Like, this is what I have to do. And that was it. And it was like, we were literally <laughs> so broke. Like, okay. well, we'll get there. But like him and I were separated and we got back together. We literally probably had like less than three grand to our name. Wow. And we were sending our kids to summer camp and spending the last of our money. We hustled like crazy to build up enough money to open our first studio. Wow. So you guys were separated whenever you wanted to do this. Mm -hmm. Well, no, we were separated. And then I went to the seminar. Okay. And um, basically realized like I was being an asshole Mm. in my life and causing all this drama. When you, when you're accountable, you realize you're attracting all the bullshit. That I'm a part of that. Wow. And, um, and, we, and while I was doing the seminar, him and I were in the, like, kind of just talking about possibly getting back together, but it was always like the ego going, no, mm. I can't do that. I can't let my friends know that I'm going back to this bullshit, all this stuff. Okay. So I did the seminar, realized your ego is not your friend. Yeah. <laughs> Never. No. Well, you, you kind of need an ego at some point. Yeah. We all do. But, um, he ended up doing the seminar too, so that we could um. be on the same communication wavelength, whether we were together or not, we still had a co-parent. Right. And so he did the seminar and we were just like back to being best friends. And because we both owned our bullshit. Like Mm -hmm. I walked into that seminar going, you know, I don't need to be here. I already Mm -hmm. know this is it's Mm -hmm. Tim's fault. It's his fault. Mm -hmm. He's the asshole. Well, the first thing they said to me was like, if you um, were recorded for 24 hours a day, seven days a week for 30 days straight, no breaks, would you date yourself? 
Ooh, I just oh, got chills. Yeah. I was like, oh, hell no, I wouldn't. There's wow. no way. There's no way. And I, they're like, okay, well, then you need this. And, um, you know, they're like, if anyone says yes, you're more than welcome to leave. But no one got off their seat. Wow. Because they're like, if you're not putting in the work to mm-hmm. be this person that you think you are, you want to be, what makes you think you deserve that promotion, that mm-hmm. relationship? Mm-hmm. And I literally just got my ass handed to me at that moment. I was wow. like, oh my gosh. Like, that's a big thing. And honestly, that's for anyone or anybody listen. That's a huge thing of like, if you're single, <laughs> would you date? Oh, what's the reason? What's yeah. the reason why you're single? Like, would you date? Would you be in a relationship with yourself? But that's such a big thing because that's such a big, big power of self-help and self-growth and mm-hmm. all that. And I can relate to that. I, I totally get that because that's what I did last year. Um, just dove into self-help and right. dove into myself. But if you, I, I totally, hands down, yes. I mean, I would date myself. I think I'm pretty, I would it, totally date me. But it goes into I would totally be in a, I would totally be in a relationship with me. But I would be in a relationship with you. <laughs> another podcast. The unfiltered version. That's the unfiltered, like unreal, unfiltered. We'll it. No, but that's really, wow. So that is what hit you. Yeah. Was them saying that. Yeah. And it, 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 it went for everything in my life from being a mom. Like if, if you, if I'm not putting my best foot forward and being a mother, um, and being a girlfriend and being a friend and being a daughter, what makes me think that I deserve to have all these things that I think should be happening to me. Right. If I'm not even putting in the work. And so, you know, we did this whole seminar thing, he did it. And, you know, we still use those tools that they taught us back then from communication. Now, don't get me wrong. We still have, like, we work together, live together. It's a lot. Oh no. you know, once in a while, I just want to like uh-huh. lock him out of the house and change the locks. <laughs> and you're like, I'm but done. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know you. <laughs> right, right. But that's amazing that you guys, I, I love that hearing that, that couples are working together mm-hmm. and you're, you're doing the work. Yeah. It's and, constant and, though. Yeah. But you want to be, it's a choice yeah. that you make every day. 100%. And I think a lot, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people just like, they get lazy, they cop out and, oh, it, and sure. it's like, they just don't want to do it. Well, we do it too. You get in your comfort zone or you just get exhausted oh, yeah. with whatever's going on in your life. Right. But then you, he's accountable to me going, well, what have you done to change this situation? Right. And you know, I'm like, you know, F you asshole. I don't want to hear that right yeah, now, yeah. but it's, it's the truth. It's true. And I need that. I need the truth. I love that. Like, I love when people are honest with me mm-hmm. and call me out on my shit. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. I will welcome that over fake stuff. Oh, day. yeah. And so, you know, we are that for each other. And so, you know, it's never going to be an easy flow, an easy ride. Like, it's constant work until the day we die. Yeah. You know, it's because you're going to have different people. You come across different situations. Um, like, you know, we have our business situation. We have never ran a business together before. Wow. And so all of that, even as we grow and adding more studios, and now we've added a, a salad restaurant. That's so exciting. I mean, it's it's all changing. The dynamic keeps shifting. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a constant challenge. You know, if I like, I think it was last summer, and I'm sure we've all had our blow ups in quarantine. Oh. Or like, I'm just like, everywhere I go, dude, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a lot. In quarantine, seriously, where you couldn't go anywhere. I had a girlfriend who said the same thing. She's like, I talked to her. She's like, okay, my husband has been here at the house for a whole year, every day. Oh, and she's like, oh my God, I don't know. I can't handle it. So it is a lot. So I commend you of working I think any couple who can work together mm-hmm. is amazing and like hands down like power couple. And, I, and that's like, one thing I said I would never do. Oh, his, his parents work together and they've worked together for 40 years. And they're like, I would I'm never do hell that. no, never doing it. That's so funny. Here we are. And we are continuing to build situations where we're going to be working together for a very long time. That's <laughs> so. hilarious. Well, I actually wanted a little bit of that um, with my ex-husband. Mm-hmm. Um, wanted to work together and do shows together. And yeah, I'm going to throw this out there. The funny thing is, guys, he actually, he helps me today and yep. we're not together. <laughs> <laughs> but I love, I absolutely but, love that. Yeah. I no, know. we're, we, yeah, it's good. And we actually, I think overall, we actually work pretty, 
pretty good together. So isn't it funny though? Like society has created to where if you were butting heads with him, it mm. would be no big deal. It'd be like, oh yeah, X situation. Yeah, no one would bat an eye at it. But when we talk about how he's still helping you, you guys still have a great friendship, right? People, it people get uncomfortable. Like they, they don't even know how to respond to it. They do get uncomfortable and. You know, we do, we have two children together that, that we built and Mm -hmm. I'll have to say that's one thing we did amazingly well. We built a very strong foundation for them. So we both see that. So the last thing we want to do is have that crumble. Mm -hmm. Why would you do that? So I think it's a choice, uh, for, for, I don't know. Every situation's different. I mean, uh, husbands might not have the best with the ex-wives because the ex-wife was crazy and narcissistic. I don't know, Mm -hmm. you know. I just know I made the choice of, okay, we're going to be friends and let's continue raising our kids. You're going to be around for a while. We have tons of things with our kids that are going to be happening in the future. They're going to be, you know, your exes are going to be around. If you have children, your exes are going to be around. Right. It's just when they have children, when they have kids, when they have whatever, Mm -hmm. there's life going on. There's school, there's graduations, there's going to be weddings, there's going to be all of this stuff. So it's like if you have children, yeah, they're going to be together forever. So yeah, beware, be careful for the people who do not have children (laughs) and you're in a relationship. Make sure you want to have a child with that person because it is forever. Forever. It is. You know, and it's, it's funny though, because mine weren't planned. Mm. And, but I had thought of, I never wanted kids though. I, here, okay. There's two nevers That's walking around. so funny. I was the one, like I was a kid and people be like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I literally was like, I just want to be like the golden girls. And live in an apartment with no responsibilities. I just want to be happy and having fun. That. Like At that's parties, all I like, wanted. I, I had zero goals, and, okay. and I just wanted to have fun. And um, and I was like, I never want kids because I didn't want that responsibility. And then from my childhood and how I was raised and how I reacted, I didn't even want to deal with that because I didn't think there was another option on how to parent. Wow. And so, you know, I obviously had these children for a reason, and they changed my life and then no, you know yeah. you then you get into like generation generational curses and I truly believe I broke a lot of that uh, yeah and I was scared of that okay and but you broke it see mm-hmm. and I believe I believe in that as well yeah um so I totally agree that and let's kind of you even went through and even in your bio um because we just talked about this mm-hmm. as far as you know rehab mm-hmm. you went through a little bit of rehab and we can even talk about that because yeah. that that's a huge thing yeah, I mean, I started sneaking drinks, um, probably like 13, 14, mm-hmm. and my parents would leave us home alone. I, had a little, I have a little brother who's three years younger than me, and uh, my dad have it, had his Shivas Regal okay. and his expensive whatever scotch hidden away, and yeah. I would just go sneak chugs of it. Like, I was like that crazy that loved the burning. Why didn't, oh. I didn't go for the sweet wine. And oh, the, the little easy drinks. Like I went straight for the burning and like, wow. Yeah. And like, like, this is why part. I'm like an 80 year old man at heart. Like I'll be at a party with cigars and scotch still like, yeah, just sitting in the back shooting shit. And, uh, and I would sneak it. And then eventually, obviously it disappeared because I drank it all. And my dad and my parents noticed and they would bust alcohol in my closet and weed pipes and all that stuff. Wow. And my dad's a retired LA County Sheriff. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. You like, you weren't scared though. Like no. that would have made me nervous. Oh, I was, I was scared, but I still you did still, it. Yeah. Like well, we all, we, we all still did Yeah. <laughs> and my mom grew up in Compton okay. and she, you know, super strict mm. and she has uh, five sisters, six brothers. Okay. And all my uncles, like one's a secret service, one's LA County Superior Court judge, the rest are cops. Like, I grew up in a family of all law. Wow. And, you know, I grew up in the Mexican parties where we everyone drank till 3, 4 o'clock oh, in the morning. Okay. And I grew up that way. Okay. And it was normal. Okay. But when it came to, like, me drinking, my parents would never, don't do that. And it's kind of like you're witnessing them praise your family. Right. You know, but I'm watching them get wasted. And I'm like, but you love these people. You praise them. You think they're amazing and they're getting wasted. Why can't I? Wow. So, you know, and I was dealing with um, trauma stuff. Like my mom and I had a tough relationship growing up. Like, I think we're very similar. Mm -hmm. And that's hard to deal with as a mom if you haven't come to, like, if you haven't accepted yourself. So things that she hated in herself that she saw in me. Wow. She wanted to 
you know, control that as much as she could. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I started drinking and I, my cousins, we'd be at family parties and I would go steal like all the beer and bring them to their rooms and just sit there and chug. And that was my thing. Like I couldn't have a good time without drinking. And Mm. so going out was my thing in high school. Like, I mean, I did ecstasy probably every weekend, my senior year. Yeah. Um, we had, we used to have this guy dated like a tackle box of like shrooms, acid, everything you can think of. And wow. You know, I, I still remember all the different types of ecstasy and the colors were different bases, like you had heroin base, acid base. Like, oh my gosh. I The D.A.R.E. programs in seventh and sixth grade got me excited. Oh, oh my gosh. Like, I was like, cool. I, I want to know what my brain will do. Like, I was stoked on that. Wow. And it didn't scare me. I was really excited to like mess with the brain. I'm like, ooh, I want to make, I want to see stuff. I want to mm. experience that. And I'm, I'm still like that. Like mm-hmm. I just did shrooms last February, thankfully, right before quarantine, which microdose, which helped the situation though. <laughs> okay. It, was a, it wasn't like the free for all party where it was like, let's take a bag of shrooms and see what happens. Oh, okay. This was like a nice little sound bath controlled situation. Right. Okay. Got it. So a little different, but, <laughs> um, I drank, drank, drank. And, um, you know, there's so many situations where a, I, even my dad's like, I don't even know how you're still alive. Like, there was hospital situations where I woke up and I didn't even know how I got there. Oh, my gosh. Like, paramedics took me there. Like, I have no idea. Oh, that's scary. That's scary. Yeah. And I still didn't. Like, for a little bit, I'd learn my lesson. Mm -hmm. And then I'd go right back. go right back. To my shit. Mm -hmm. And then I got, I crashed my truck when I was 20. And I woke, and I didn't even live with my parents. I moved out at 17. I didn't live with my parents. I crashed my truck into a guy I was dating, his truck. Oh my gosh. His car truck was so lifted and my, I had a regular car truck oh, and oh, my yeah, truck just went, went right under. Now. Oh my gosh. So I had like an accordion. Oh my hood. goodness. So I drove that, I guess at two, three in the morning back to my parents' house. I'm from Orange County and they live in Downey. No one pulled me over. Okay. That's crazy. And I ended up walking in their house, going to sleep. And my mom's like, so what are we going to do about your car the next morning? I'm like, what are you talking about? No idea. You had oh. No clue. And, uh, like at that point I was like, okay, like I need to do something. So I went to rehab out in San Clemente Mm. and, uh, you know, it was, and I, I I commend people that are still going, you know, every certain things work on certain people. Yeah. I'm very stubborn. Mm -hmm. I'm very strong minded. And, you know, I sat through some of the meetings and stuff, but the people who ran it were like, okay, look, we're going to warn you because you are so pretty. And I hated hearing that. They're like, men and women are going to try and hit on you here. And I was like, God, why is that even a factor? Like, I know, you're I'm like, me out. wait a minute. I uh, came in here for one problem. Now you're saying yeah. I have another no, like, I have issue to, watch to deal my with? Back? Like, what the hell? Oh, wow. My parents were sitting there just like listening to all this. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll deal with it. And after every meeting, it was like these guys and even some girls would be like, hey, so you want to, you know, meet up after? And, and I'm just like, no, like... I, no. I can't do this. It just, the vibe, like, I just wasn't feeling it. And I would leave the meetings and go drink with my friends. And I was just doing these meetings just to say I was doing these right. meetings. And, you know, society says you have to do certain things in order mm-hmm. to get better, right. quote unquote. But it's not until you heal your tra- your childhood traumas and your own bullshit. Like, you know, I didn't even slow down drinking until probably I did, like, I did that seminar, which was in 2004. 14, 2015. Okay. So I was, you know, 33, 35. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, it wasn't until I dealt with my deep, 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 dark shit that I was like, I don't even want to drink. I'll wow. have a drink now every yeah. once in a while, but like, it's not to get blackout drunk and avoid what's in my what's head. What's in your head and what's mm-hmm. in your, and I, I'm glad, thanks for sharing that because I think that's what all addictions come from. Mm-hmm. It's usually some type of childhood trauma. It's usually some type of right. thing in your past that you that you haven't worked out. And that's with anything. I mean, gosh, that goes with every, so many traumas. And we could go down the list of, uh, you know, your parent. I mean, you know. Everything. Parents. So much. Abuse. So, so much of that. But how, did you go to therapy for your traumas? Like, did you have work through it? Or were you able just to work through it your own self? No, I went to that seminar, which you did the seminar and that's what helped you. Yeah. It's three days, 
But okay, so I did therapy when I was a kid because I ran away. I okay. also ran away when I was like 15. Okay. Um, so we did therapy because like my parents weren't, um, it, they were very dismissive of you as a child. Like, mm. oh, you're sad. You have nothing to be sad about. Mm. You're like, these are real emotions. They're feeling, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I kind of got dismissed, whatever. We went to therapy. It helped a little bit, you know, along the way because it helped uh, communicate between, communication between me and my mom. Okay. And that was where my hardest part was, was my mom accepting me. Okay. Um, for who I am and not trying to change me mm. so that she could feel comfortable. Um, and so when I did this seminar, though, it worked for me because it was three days and it was everything that I hung on to, like you got to share your story of what's really ailing you. Like mine was my parents stuff. Like even every, every time I drank and anyone who's listening that grew up with me and partied with me, I'd end up crying about my mom. Like, yeah. you know, the deep, deep stuff would come out. Uh-huh. And so this three day thing, like you tell your story. And then I had this lady, Kathy, who was a hard ass, but I, I need a hard ass. Yeah. And she's like, okay, so what now? What? And uh-huh. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, feel for me. Like, what the hell? Uh-huh. And it was the truth of, like, you're going to carry this shit around with you forever? Like, mm. you're giving that power. Why mm. would you give that power anymore? Take your power back. And, you know, they went through other stuff. Like, you have to realize your parents are humans. Like, yeah. as kids, we forget we're, like, they're superheroes. They do it all. Yeah. And they're, like, they're humans. Mm-hmm. And remember, they're you're watching them grow Yeah. as they're raising you. That's so true. And they're doing the very best that they can. Like, they don't get some handbook in a class beforehand on Mm -mm. what to expect. And my parents definitely didn't expect to get some crazy kid like me. Mm -hmm. I have an older sister who was, by the book, straight A student, angelic, like perfect. Yeah, yeah. So um, all of that hit really hard. Wow. That my parents were doing the best that they could. And that broke me. Like, I think I cried for like a good hour at the seminar like just thinking about my mom's own traumas and what she went through. She's carrying that around, trying to raise me doing the best she could. I just got chills. Yeah. Like that, that, even my dad, you know, it's like, you don't realize they were dismissed as children. Mm -hmm. They were ignored. Mm -hmm. They were taught to just get up and move on. Totally. And all like that hit me so hard. And, you know, that whole seminar just really like picked everything apart and and in three days like that works for me for me therapy doesn't work because I feel like they kept me there like okay great Mm -hmm. why do you think this is happening Mm -hmm. and then it's like okay we'll come back next week and I'm like Mm -hmm. I don't want to I want to move on right and so this three-day thing worked for me and um I don't I tell everyone about it because it changed my my whole life and then there was like another week-long thing it was like a seven-day thing up in a ranch kind of like team building you do like physical exercise And, um, like I'm still friends with the people that I met out there I love that. and you just have this really cool connection and it's these people that will support you, but also call you on your shit. Yeah. And you need that. Yeah. Cause when you're around a group of yes, people who are kissing your ass, mm-hmm. no, you're just, yeah. you're making the dumbest decisions because these people don't want to upset you. Quote mm-hmm. unquote. So this seminar really worked for me and That's good. it's, they even went through games of like, you know, there was a game one night where you picked a, a color like red or black or whatever. And um, to win this game, I, I can't really remember everything, but to win this game, you had to do one thing. And I remember thinking it in my head and they said the answer. And I was like, holy shit, I was thinking this is exactly how you win the game. And if had I opened my mouth, we would have won. Our team would have won. And they're like, whatever you took from this game and everyone learned something different, whether it was you uh, were too pushy, you were too bossy with your team, whatever it was. They're like, whatever you took from this game is how you played life. And that's why you are where you are. Wow. And I was like, oh my God. Like my ass just kept getting handed to me all weekend. (laughs) And I drove home and I was just like, fuck, fuck. Like the whole way home. Wow. Because that's what I always did was like the feeling of not good enough. You're going to look too stupid. Mm -hmm. Had I just said the answer. Right. And been authentic and trusted myself. Yes. I would have won the game. Wow. So all those little things stick with me now. And, you know, going back to like the rehab stuff, like that all comes from your internal insecurities, your traumas, all of that stuff. And you think you need these external things mm-hmm. in order to feel, be fulfilled mm-hmm. or you can't get through life without them. And when you realize it's just you mm-hmm. 
and what's in here, that's all it is. Yeah. It's nothing else. And don't let these people and these situations take away from your own power. That's so good. You know? Well, I commend you, though, a, a <clears throat> lot for it. It takes a lot of work, and a lot of people don't see mm-hmm what's inside and all the stuff that they really need to deal with. Because I don't know, I, I think sometimes it's like you're blinded right. almost until you really just, you know, it's there. You just don't want to deal with it maybe. Um, but I really commend you so, so much of like, it's amazing of just like the blinders went off and you're just like, you got yeah. it. And you're just like, that really takes a lot of, to me, it's more of that open hearted. Mm-hmm. It's being just broken. You're, I you're broken. So free. Yes. And you, but you have to break to be free. Mm-hmm. So so I think, and it takes, it's, it's really hard. And it's hard for people to really get to that place of just brokenheartedness and break mm-hmm. so you can be free oh, yeah. and, and go into your, your you destiny purpose. You have to unlearn everything. Yeah. And it, the big one was the victim role. And sometimes mm-hmm. you don't even know you're being the victim because mm-hmm. it, you're taught to be this way. It's yeah. that person's fault. That person said this, so I'm mad. Yeah. And you just hear other people talk that way, even growing up, so you mm-hmm. don't even realize you're being a victim. Yeah. But I I haven't, like, our group of friends and stuff, like, we don't talk that way anymore. It's like, I don't care if that person said, Linda, you're the no. ugliest person I have ever met in my entire life. I go, okay, thank you. <laughs> Which like, is not true. Well, like, <laughs> I'm sure I'm ass ugly to someone out there. That's not true at all. <laughs> no. But, like... However, whatever someone's opinion is of me, that's what they see in themselves. Yeah. And I've learned that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, someone putting someone else down, well, that's because that's their own limitations. Yeah. And it's, it takes work. Oh, yeah. It is crazy how like that happens. It's like, um, and that's happened to me. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's like, oh, well, you're the bigot, you know, you've done this and you've done that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, no, I haven't. And that person's done exactly. It's that whole yeah. well. It's that gaslighting thing, yep. which I know. Oh my about. god, gaslighting! I know, I know about that. Gaslighting like, drives me. Like I mean, it drives everyone crazy. But when you're so aware of it, and mm. other people are doing it to you, oh, yeah. and I have like a record mind. Like I can remember an argument from ten years ago perfectly. Like bullet point what was said. Yeah. So if they're like, "No, I never said that," I'm like. Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah. I love it. So, I think some of us women are like, I think a lot of women are like that. We remember a lot. Oh, yeah. Probably because we're constantly in there. We're constantly in our heads, which I'm trying to get out of my head at this moment. Yeah, yeah. And just with life, go I really am. Flow. I'm letting go and go with the flow. And when I get in that go with the flow, honestly, it's the best thing. Oh, yeah. And and things come to me and yeah. I don't know. That's the best thing that I need to do in my life. And it's that's so where nice. I am. Tim and I are opposite. He's like, he needs an itinerary. And oh. he needs to know what's going to happen next. Okay. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Yeah, but you guys compliment each yeah. other. And I love that. I yeah. love that with, with couples. I love when couples compliment each other. You know, one's not as like stable. The other one mm-hmm. is stable. And, you know, you can't. I I'm love the all unstable that. one. You're the, sure. you're the stable <laughs> So you're the stable. unstable. Uh, you're the unstable yeah. one, and he's the stable one. Yeah, I've said, dated people like me, and then it's both of us like, oh, we should do shrooms this weekend, sure. And then you're just down this rabbit hole, like, oh yeah, forever. It's and like too much. Yeah, I like the whole um, compliment, the complimenting each other. Yeah, so that's we're really definitely good. yin and yang. Like I'm planning a trip to go to Peru on a tiny little plane in the jungle to do ayahuasca. <laughs> And he's like, I want nothing to do with that. Have fun. <laughs> See you later. Yep. Hope you make it back. Yep. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. He know, like, you know, it's taken a while to get there, but he knows that if I'm like, I'm going on a journey, mm-hmm. I'm going to go do some shrooms. Like I love shrooms. Like I yeah. feel like it's such a spiritual journey okay. now. Yeah. Okay. And he's like, do your you know, thing. Bye. But you're, that's, that's you. Mm-hmm. So the beauty of it is your, is your husband sees that's you and he Gives you space to be yes. you. And that takes a lot with the couples. Because yes. there was a point in our beginning when before we grew and all this stuff, it was the controlling. Yeah. And you kill and you, you kill each other that way. And you can't do that. You can't. No. Like we've done um, you know, and that's I that's part of why we ended up separating for like two and a half years. The control. Yeah. Like the, but both you or or both. Um, was it both? It ways? was both. Like yeah, yeah. I have to admit it. I yeah. have to be accountable. Okay. It's it was both. And we were young. We were twenty-four when we met. We had a kid at twenty-five. Oh yeah. And then we were idiots and decided to buy a new house together. And 
our kid was a year old, so we were 26. Wow. Um, and decided to, we thought we were cool enough, strong enough to redo the house from floor to ceiling. Oh my God. So add a so baby a- construction and then we're and in emotionally 20s. immature. Wow. It was a mess. That's a lot. And then it just snowballs because mm-hmm. no one's being accountable. Mm-hmm. We're playing the pointing game of, well, I'm this way because you're this way. And it just keeps going, going, going. And we were dealing with some addiction mm-hmm. on both ends. And uh, I won't tell his story because that's yeah. for him to tell. But um, addiction on both ends. And then you bring in another baby. Wow. And then there was, you know, infidelities and this and that. And it just snowballed to where it was like, I've had enough. Mm-hmm. And so we separated and it was a really good thing okay. because, you know, we dated other people. We did our thing. How long were you guys separated? Two and a half years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. that that's that's <laughs> a long time. And for people out there who, who are been separated for two, you know, for a long time and you're still trying to think mm-hmm. what to do. I love your story because you guys are you got back together. Yeah. So um, there are those beautiful stories out there. Guys, if you're in a separation and you're still in limbo or even if you're like you guys filed for divorce, you know, yeah. it's not really it's not real until you sign those divorce papers until it really goes through. Um, right. So I love I love your story that you guys really worked it, that you worked it out. But you guys both did the work. Did the work. That's the and difference. you both came together. Mm-hmm. You made a choice to be together. Well, that seminar and I love that teaches you like if you're going to keep doing the same thing, right? Nothing's ever going to change. Yeah. Do something different, you'll get a different result. Yeah. And so we had to do something different. So mm-hmm. I did the seminar for myself and then I had him go, like I said, because we still had to be in each other's lives. You're going to co-parent. You're yeah. going to be together f- around each other for a really, a really long time. Right. And I loved, I love him. Like mm-hmm. when I met him, it was just that like, you know, that stupid shit, like in a movie when you kiss and the fireworks. Yeah. I thought that was all crap. Like no, literally. it's true. I kissed him and the world disappeared. Oh, and that I sounds that. so cheesy. No, but like, no, <laughs> I can relate. It's it it happened like and I still was always connected with him. Yeah. And it was just like that, like it, it you can't sever that kind of connection. Right. No matter what you do. Yeah. Even when I dated other people and he was being, you know, lunatic, right, whatever. Right. You like, still had that connection. I still hoped that there was some sort of a chance. Oh, even I though I would have ran him over in a heartbeat back then. Like, yeah, I still hope you like, still hope. Yeah. But so in the back of your head, you still hope. I love that. That that wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna put it out there. No, that. But that your actually, story can that relate to me. so many people as well. Yes. You know what I mean? Like everyone's story. Some people might look at mine and be like, "Oh, never gonna happen for me." And love your story. Yeah. Two different Tim's. It's two different. <laughs> yes, this is quite comical. Uh, yes, my ex is Tim and her husband's Tim, so it's so funny. She'll go like, "Well, Tim, da 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 da," and I'm like, "Uh, what? Wait, wait, my Tim? Wait, this is weird." <laughs> and they're both like technical people, like. Audio stuff. Tim's all audio editor and producer. Yeah. Yeah. So, but no, you're right. I mean, my story didn't end that way. Um, I'm, yes, I'm divorced and you know, it's, it's done, but I, I couldn't go back. Um, and I, I think even Tim, if he was here right now, my ex, he would say he couldn't go back either. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but I love the beauty of, yes, every story is different. So I, I'm really, really thankful that you shared that because there's hope. So if you guys are, if people yeah. are in a separation, you're going through a rough time and, and both of you guys want to stick it out and it comes together in the future that you guys want to do the work. I think that's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. Thank God. I love, absolutely love that yeah. too. And society, so like a lot of the times that I did want to go back with him, I would let what other people thought get in my, what other people thought about us getting back together. I let oh, it creep in and go, in. I don't want to look like that jackass going oh. back. I don't want to do, like, it was. Oh. So it was a negative thing that yeah. people are like, no, don't go back, well, don't go back. his parents weren't too happy with us getting back together. Okay. Because I don't know whatever he told them. Like, yeah. who knows? You're right. But, you know, it's just even my friends, you know, I'm over here talking all this shit about him. And then to go back with him was like, oh, God, now I have to explain mm-hmm. why, which is why I don't open my mouth about shit anymore. I don't tell yeah. anyone if we have an argument because that's the worst thing you can do is start yeah. sharing all your stuff with other no, people. No, don't do that. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to say, I'll have to say my in-laws and my parents, that was one thing they never did yeah. in our marriage. And we were together for 20 years. They never, ever got in the middle yeah. of any of our stuff. Yeah. So that's a huge, huge thing that I think boundaries for right. in-laws 
Don't get, it's true (laughs) though. Don't get in your, you know, your children's marriages. It's all, no, don't do that. It's terrible. You're going to have one side that you're going to favor and that's going to be your child. Yeah, of course. So it's like, I think, yes, for my in-laws and my parents, they never, they never did that um, at all. Ours was so chaotic though at certain points that Someone had to step in mm. for us. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, if it's like, yeah. It was pretty bad for a while. And so, you know, we did need that break. Mm-hmm. We had to have it. And okay. so, you know, there is hope for people, but there it is. also comes with being accountable with yourself. And it comes back to what we were talking about, like the attraction. Mm-hmm. If I'm in being insecure and I'm playing the victim, I'm going to only attract the people who feed into the victim mentality. Right. And I'm going to keep attracting those men or women who feed into that. Right. So when I did the work for myself and I've created boundaries for myself that I'd love and respect myself and not being an asshole and whatever else it was, childhood traumas cleared. I also attracted that great relationship back in my life. Love that. You know, and it's, it's such like, it's all connected. Mm -hmm. All of it. If you're going to carry around the poor me story, well, then you're going to attract that kind of always poor me. Uh Yeah. And you'll be in that poor me Valley forever. Oh Yeah. And, you know, it's a lot, the biggest mistake, and, you know, a lot of women do it in friendships too, not just marriages and relationships, is um, they still think that the other spouse or the person, the partner, can read their mind. Oh, I know. That's terrible. And it's so toxic. No, you have have to to talk. I dumb shit. Yeah. You know? You have to communicate. You got to communicate. You know, they'd be, because you're you're setting a trap for the other person, basically. It'd be like when a husband goes, Hey, I'm going to go out with the boys after work. And the wife goes, oh yeah, go ahead and do what you want. Have fun. I'll see you later. But really, Hangs she, up the phone and it's like, you're I pissed. Roll. Yeah. Yes. Well, you really want him to come home. You really want what, they you know, need to say they that. need it. Yes. You have to say it. Otherwise you're setting up a trap. And I used to do that dumb shit yeah. with Tim. And well, I think some women don't say that if they really want it, because here's the deal. And you know this, I know men need their space. Mm-hmm. They need, they need their time. I just like us space. women, we need our time though. Yes. So I think sometimes uh, maybe us women, you know, like we would hold back and not say, cause you don't want to be the naggy controlling right. overbearing wife. Go let this, but or I the think needy. there's a bat or the needy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because we know women are men don't like the needy. Right. That's I don't like needy. That scares them away. I don't like people are, yeah. on my, you know, kissing my ass. I'm like, Get yeah, off me. yeah, I yeah. think that's so unattractive. Yeah. No, it is. Ugh. It is. It is. So maybe that's where that comes from too. Yeah. But I still feel like, no, you need to be honest. It's like, you know, if you really want him home that night, just share. But then it's like, if you can't even voice, Hey, I want to hang out with you tonight because you're afraid he's going to think you're needy. I'll let that man go. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Because you should have enough communication where like, I'll tell Tim, you know, if he's like, I'm going out and like, all right, have fun. That's, he knows that that's literally what I mean. He's not coming home to a trap. Yeah. But if I go, hey, I really thought we were going to hang out tonight, but can we make time tomorrow? Okay. Let's go watch a movie. And that's, so, you know, it's yeah, friendship they give it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That friend, yeah. But if he good. was like stopping needy, I'd be like, yeah. Okay, that's your one chance. Two more times and you're out. Like, you're like <laughs> three yeah, strikes, yeah, yeah. you're out of here. Yeah. I but think it's, it's such a communication. I agree. 100%. I agree. It all comes down to that. But it's, I've had girlfriends do that. You know, they think that I can read their mind. And I'm very blunt. Yeah. There's no, and a lot of people don't get that. But I love that. <laughs> a lot of people are, I hate like, it. I love that you're blunt. <laughs> but a lot yeah. of people hate it. But like, I've had like employees at the gym. I <laughs> literally go, what I say is what I mean. And they don't understand because they don't live their life that way. So mm. remember, like people can only understand you at the level of how they live. Right. So they don't live that way. And they always do like read between the lines right, kind of right. toxic shit. Yeah. And I'll literally say something and I'm like, I literally mean what I say. And mm-hmm. I'll, I've had trainers go like, well, I feel like you're, you're really saying something else. I'm like, first of all, you feel like. This isn't about feelings. This is about black or white. I need right. you to do something. Literally means I need you to do something. It doesn't mean read my mind and read between the lines and right. then make up something else. Yeah. And the, yeah. And their mind goes mm-hmm. everywhere. I mean, <clears throat> it, it not only communication, being accountable, not only goes to your marriage and your friendships and dating, it's the workplace. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's all over. Like, it's I all full circle. tell you the full insanity circle. of trainers. Yeah. 
And you're learning. Yeah. And so you're learning all how to do all that. And I make mistakes for sure. And they're, you know, every, I used to take things personal in the beginning Mm -hmm. and that's a big mistake. Yeah. Um, and now looking back, everything was a lesson. Every trainer was a lesson learned, um, you know, and, and people are a trip though. It's like, yeah, well, you're working with people. I mean, working with people and that's even (laughs) working like doing real estate. I've done real, I mean, you're constantly, yeah, you're working with people. So sometimes it's like, um, even with real estate, we'd always, us real estate agents would always joke around and say that we feel like we're a therapist, Mm -hmm. but it's like, I love the clients. It's, for me, I, I try to wrap my head around it and I'm like, it's a fun job. Like mm-hmm. 45 minutes, you teach a class. Yes. I love and it. Then you go home. Yeah. And you know, I've made the mistake a few times of getting too close with the trainers and oh. you can't have a friendship with employees mm. and people who work for you. Yeah. Because there are some that have been secretly jealous. And I hate that word because I don't even mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. jealousy because mm-hmm. to me, I'm like, everyone can have anything whatever you want want. exactly um and there have been some that you know they think that you're closest friends so the second you say hey I need you to do something they become like offended about it right and so I've learned my lesson yeah a boundary Mm -hmm. I'm like like, but gyms and I think like hair salons need reality shows because this industry is like a revolving door of Mm -hmm. people and I swear sometimes the stuff that's happened to us like from trainers I'm like yeah I need to write a book yeah, I think I will. Yeah, but I think I think each chapter is going to be a trainer. <laughs> that's that's mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, just like that. you know, and I, I keep good. receipts, so I some of the screenshots of those text conversations oh, will be in there. Oh yeah. lord, yeah, yeah. You trainers out there, even <laughs> if you're listening, oh oh, don't be scared. That- <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I for all of you guys who want to um, definitely know more about Legree, come. Come and work out, and you've got to try it out. So there's three locations. There's mm-hmm. Westlake. She has one in Simi. And Pasadena. And Pasadena. Well, it's it's hard to explain, too, because, you know, people think it's Pilates. And I used to fight people and be like, no, it's Legree. Uh-huh. Like, I gave up on them. Like, yeah. if you want to call it Pilates, call it Pilates. But it technically is the foundation of Pilates. In Pilates, you move slow. You focus on the no impact on your joints, the long and lean and flexibility. Mm-hmm. But at our studio, at Club Legree, we train with the high intensity. Yeah. Um, the thing with Legree is there's no consistency among the Legree studios. With Pilates, you know that you can go to any Pilates studio and kind of get the same workout. Okay. With Legree, it's so inconsistent that our studio, we train a certain way. Mm-hmm. So it is the Legree method, but we make sure to train with the high intensity. Yeah. And you know it, like you're yep. shaking, you're sweating. And in- Oh yeah, my muscles have been shaking. I mean, no, it's it's really it's really great. And for anybody out there if you want to come and work out with me, totally come and work out with me. It's really it's Do it. it's fun and I'm noticing a lot of changes in my body. Um and different people have come up to me and they're like, "What? What are you doing? What are you doing? Where have you been working it's out?" It's just like you and- can't even explain it though. Yeah. You, no. you have to just tell people, come do a class. Just come to a class. Yeah. And it's really easy, honestly. And I'll come and do it with you. So DM me. <laughs> comment. I mean, just if you live in, in this area, I totally will do a class with follow you. Follow at Club Legree. I'm at Lord Linda. Yes. That was the other thing. Hello. Stop. <laughs> oh. Yeah. No, she's Lord Linda. Lord she's Linda. She's Lord Linda. She's, I know. She's she not felt Linda weird Stacey. saying my whole name. I was Linda like, this Stacey. is so weird. I was like, no, she's Lord Linda because... <laughs> She is the Lord of Club Legree and just, well, she'll... It, it all started as a crazy. joke, though, because I think it was, like, Kylie Jenner. Yeah. She had King Kylie. Oh. And I was you? like, that's cool, that's because, cute. you know, I truly believe, like, I don't want to be Lady Linda. Like, Lady Linda like, doesn't sound... Oh, me. Lord is so Lord, I'm better. like, I, Lord is sound so much better. And even Tim yeah, was like... Yeah, but you're like, you are, your your vibe and stuff, you're just, you're like that gutsy... Yeah, yeah, You're just yeah. that gutsy woman that I love. So a lord, no, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, she's great. I know, and people are scared of her, but I she's don't know great. Why. She's I'm, great. I'm like, I'll force you to be accountable. Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I like. I'm not scared of her. I actually like that she's hardcore, but that's my personality because I want someone, especially with workout. Yeah, yeah. Give me. I'm here, and you're right. It's like I'm here for 45 minutes. I'm paying for 45 minutes. So know. really, like. Mm-hmm. get my ass into shape and that's my thing is like you guys are paying for training yeah you're paying your money your hard-working money right 
for my studio, for my experience, for the training. I'm yeah. going to give you the best I can and make sure that you're doing it correctly for 45 minutes. Yeah. And I can't preach it enough how much this workout, like even changed my entire body. Like I'll eventually I'll have to do like, you know, before and after pictures. Cause I yeah. gained like 70 pounds when I was pregnant with each kid. Wow. And I'm when, after I had the kid, you know, all your uterus juices yeah, will come out, whatever weird. you're, yeah. you're still heavy, but I was like 148 pounds. Okay. I'm 140. I fluctuate between 137 and 140 normally. Okay. So I'm not even, I'm what, 10 pounds wow. off of when I lost, when I had my kid. And you're probably tighter. But my pant size, obviously, like, you know, after I don't think I wore a pant size. It was all stretchy pants yeah, back yeah, then. Yeah. But yeah. I'm around the same 10 pound weight, but my body's completely different. Wow. Like for me, I don't give a shit about pounds. I'm yeah. like, cool. That's how much you weigh against gravity. Move on. Right. I haven't even weighed myself in a. I haven't weighed myself in a in a long time. So I don't. I even only know. have to because I have to go to the doctor. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I haven't weighed myself in a while. But I can tell like a difference just in my clothes mm-hmm. and just everything. You that... feel tighter and taller. I love yes. it. And <laughs> for those who know me and know how short I am. <laughs> I'm barely five feet, so anything that's elongating is perfect for yes. me, and that's what I need. And, like, the, I don't want to bulk up when I work out. For everyone else who loves to bulk up, I don't want to be bulky. Yeah, yeah. I want to be strong, but I don't want muscle mass. Like the mass. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, I want my man to still throw me around. Right, right. I like, <laughs> I don't want to, like, pick his ass up. And- right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, my gosh. All right, guys. We're going to um, we're gonna wrap this little uh show up but i hope you guys have enjoyed everything i love that lord linda has been here and i believe she this is not going to be her last time and i hope you guys enjoy all the little nuggets and just learning about her story i hope you guys are inspired definitely if you're in a relationship and are separated from a relationship i love that her relationship has you know worked out and i think that's beautiful and i love that so much so Yeah, it's really, really great. I got to come back for some unfiltered yes. business. We're going to do, this is another thing. We are going to do a Life Gone Real one of these days. Unfiltered Life Gone Real. Um, I've had several friends that, that want to do that. And that's going to happen. And It'll be and we'll such do a that. magnificent shit show. It will be fun. It'll be amazing. It'll be fun. So, all right, guys. You guys have a wonderful day. And I will see you Bye. next time. Bye. That's a wrap, guys. Thank you so much for joining me on Life Gone Real. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast and YouTube channel. Definitely rate it. Leave comments. I'd love to get into your lives a little. Send me some topics you'd like to talk about or if there's anything you're possibly going through in your life. I'm so glad you're here with me on this journey. Cheers to you and have a great day.